Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ellis Talker Show. I'm DV LeBron, and today I have a very special guest, Miss Whitney Kripala, uh, who is running for um, MISD School Board Place 4. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm awesome. I'm so happy to be here. Did I say that right? I just wanted to make you sure. You did. You good, did. Good, because I, I, I don't like butcher names at all. It's just not my thing. <laughs> so um, I, I, uh, I'm grateful that you came on the show. I know that you kind of wanted to avoid some of the other ones um, for different reasons, but I, I'm grateful that you came here and, and, and I want to thank you for that. Um, there's a lot of people that moved here, uh, may not know you. And this is the part of the show where you introduce yourself and, and talk directly to people in Melothian and, you know, just tell them about you. Awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you um, to you for offering a neutral platform um, for candidates to come and share their story um, and share their passion. And um, so I am a mom of four. I am a local business owner. I'm a nurse by trade. Um, and I'm deeply invested in our community. I serve on multiple local boards um, and have three kiddos that go to McClatchy Elementary and one who will attend McClatchy in a couple of years. And I believe very strongly in our school district um, I'm a product of public education all the way through two master's degrees. And so I really am passionate um, about the opportunity that public education um, can give to our community. And and that is um, passion is something that it definitely is required in in this position. So, you know, that this position requires a lot of hours and you're a mother of four. You got other you run, run a business. You have a successful business that you run. You have a lot going on. Um, you know, are you going to have the time to and I ask this of all the candidates because it does take time. Are you willing to give the time that's going to take for you to be involved? Absolutely. And I, I love that question. Um, I think you um, prioritize and you make time for the things that matter. Um, and we are at such a crucial time in um, the future um, or for the future of our district, for the future of our community. And so absolutely, um, it was something that I thought long and hard about um, and prayed about and consulted with my family on um, when I was making the decision to run, um, because I do understand that um, it's a huge commitment. And it's one of the questions that I asked um, board members when I met with them. Um, was what is what is your week look like? What does your month look like? Um, how many hours are you spending um, reading agendas and researching and, and doing your due diligence? And so it was absolutely something that I looked into prior to um, filing to run, and it's something that I'm you know ready to ready to take on. And that's good because it, it definitely it involves time, and if if you don't put the time and effort, it 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 ends up showing. It ends That's up showing, right. and definitely this district is a good district. And, um, you know, I want to commend you for running for office. I tell every candidate that comes on, I commend you because um, it's not easy. I, I you, you know, you get put under a microscope and everything you say or do can and will be used against you. Um, so, <laughs> right. so it, 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 you know, it can and will. Um, so you put yourself under a microscope to serve so like I tell every uh, candidate, thank you for wanting to serve your community. Sure. And I, I have to throw this in. Um, it's kind of my soapbox, but one of my, my most favorite quotes ever um, is um, a narration called The Man in the Arena. And it was done by Theodore Roosevelt. And he talks about um, how the critic doesn't count. It's really the man in the arena who is fighting for the cause that he believes in. 
Um, and so I commend anyone who run, who you know runs for any public office, um, local, state, um, you know, whatever it is, it, it is um, a huge honor to have the opportunity to do this. Um, what what things do you think that you bring to what you would bring to the school board that would better um, this the district? Sure. Um, I think I bring a passion for public education. Um, I'm not, um, you know, I see a lot of positive in our district. Um, I see um, an amazing future um, and all of the things that our district is doing, um, you know, we're serving our community well. Um, I'm a strategic leader. Um, I have built a business from the ground up and so I know um, what that looks like, both from a tactical standpoint um, and from a strategic standpoint. Um, and I'm, I'm a consensus builder. I um, love people and I love people who have differing opinions from mine. And so I think that I can bring um, passion and a desire for unity um, to our board um, and hopefully restore some of the trust um, that, that we've lost in the last couple of years. So one of the things about the school board is that um, it won't be just Whitney Krupala. That's right. <laughs> There's others on that school Thankfully. board. Thankfully. Yes, yes. You know, it won't Thankfully. be, you know. Yeah, yeah. So there's others on that school board. Uh, what will you do to foster uh, um, an environment so that you guys can get together and do the best for the children? Sure. So I think we have to, um, at the end of every day, believe that we did what was best for kids. And I think if we can all have that um, same goal in mind, then it doesn't really matter um, how we differ um, on a voting standpoint, um, as long as we can have that united front um, to, you know, to our constituents, to our community. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm used to building consensus as a business owner. I've had lots of opportunities um, to bring people together um, when they maybe weren't so satisfied with the service we were providing. Um, and so I've, I, I'm, very, I'm very experienced in, um, you know, working with a team, listening, um, and being able to build consensus um, among others. And that that's good. That's definitely something that that's needed when you get on a board because there's there's these different personalities there, and everybody has something they want to bring to the table. And so um, having con or building consensus is how things get done. Not that's one, right. you know, there isn't a one board member. There's not an army of one. It definitely isn't. That's right. It takes and it I, takes all of you. I think remembering that we are representing the well-being of all students. Um, is and when we put that first and foremost, um, I think it changes the landscape and it changes how we view each other. Do you have a um, a background in, in education by chance? I mean, it so, doesn't it doesn't matter as a school board candidate, as you know. <laughs> sure. That doesn't matter, but just in general. Sure. So I was an elementary school nurse um, in a uh, neighboring ISD for many years. And so although I was, was not a teacher in the classroom, I do kind of understand um, the inner workings at that tactical level, um, at that operational level. Um, you know, I do, I do have a better understanding, I would say, than, than most um, at, at what's going you know, on, at, on the front lines. Um, mm -hmm. of our district. And so I, I also um, am an adjunct faculty member at the college level. Um, and so I think that gives me a little bit of insight, um, maybe into some of the edu educational principles. Um, 
yeah. you know, so I do, I do think I have a little bit of a different perspective. It, um, being adjunct in, in a, in a college staff kind of gives you, definitely gives you credit in the educational field, even, even though it's, it's higher education, it's where a lot of these kids are heading anyway. That's so right. Knowing, knowing those things that, you know, having that, that experience in the front line is very helpful. Definitely very helpful. So, um, let's go into some issues. Uh, one of the issues that I wanted to talk to you about was one of the things that affected um, the 2020 on on school year um, and Omicron finish and then poof, all of a sudden it's kind of gone. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but <laughs> Thank, you know, thankfully. It, it, it's kind of gone. So, so sorry. Hello. Uh, I'm here. So yeah, it, it kind of went, it kind of went poof. And, and so, um, during COVID, there were things that were done. There were parents for against. There was a lot of things that happened that tore into the parents and also got, obviously, the board represents the parents. So sure. it, it got to the board. And one of them were masking issues. And, and, and you know, there was state passing laws or, or passing ordinances and, and schools saying, no, I'm going to wear a mask. Um, do you believe that it is the function of the school to tell these kids to mask up uh, mandatory. So I think that it is ultimately uh, should be um, the parent's choice as to, um, you know, whether or not their child wears a mask. I do understand um, and, you know, believe that there, there is also a compassionate choice um, that you can make to, you know, there were people who were very afraid of what was going on and there were vulnerable people who were in our schools and vulnerable staff members um, and vulnerable students. And so um, I think you have to look at it, um, you know, through several different lenses. Um, and and I, I ultimately, um, you know, think, I think it should be the parent's choice, but I do also see the other perspective of, um, having compassion for those who are vulnerable. Okay. Well, I mean, that is, that was one of those, it, it, it really, it really polarized people. I mean, it was, it was, it was really nasty. It seemed like COVID brought out the worst in us sometimes. And so at that same time, you had, um, you had uh, some race things going on. And it, while our community handled it with, with a lot of grace, um, a lot of communities did not. And so I don't want to get too far into it, but just in general, um, what do you think as a board member you can do to make kids that probably don't look like the rest of us or, you know, look like the rest of the kids or, or are slightly different? How, what can you do to make them feel welcome as a school board? Sure. So I think that it starts right here. Um, and it starts in my own heart, um, recognizing my own biases. Um, and then it starts with teaching my children um, how to respect human dignity um, and how to love all people, regardless if they think like us or look like us. Um, and I think when, when we each hold ourselves personally responsible and accountable for that, um, it's easier to hold ourselves accountable as a board. Um, you know, I, I do believe that every human, whether they, you know, look like me, act like me, believe the same way I believe, 
um, have the same socioeconomic status as I do. I, I believe every human is valuable and, and human dig dignity is something that um, we, can, we can offer to everyone. Um, and so I think it, it really starts, it starts at home. Um, and I think it starts as holding ourselves accountable um, for the way that we speak and, and, you know, the way that we treat others and modeling that for our students and for our, for our um, fellow board members. Um, that it does start at home. It starts in the hearts of people. Um, that's how we, we change a society. And that's just me on my soapbox, but it's just <laughs> something that it's just something I believe because if we don't do it at home, if we don't talk to our kids at home, then what happens is the government gets involved and, and we all seen what happens when the government gets involved. So one of the that's things right. that, that, um, that people have problems with is, and, and you'll hear this at, at school boards, um, you know, CRT, CRT, and, and, and um, the other one is, uh, well, it escapes me, but CRT, SEL. Okay, SEL. Um, those things kind of get, they get, you know, there's there's problems. Some people say it's in the school, some people's not. Some people say it's kind of, it, it may not be, you know, it may not say CRT on it, but it, it definitely has the tone. Um, as a board member, do you know what kind of policy you can set for and against that? And how do you um, communicate that with the public? Sure. So I think one thing that we have to really identify is whether or not we're talking about CRT or SEL. And I think we have inextricably linked the two. Um, and I will say from an SEL perspective, um, you know, the social emotional well-being, coping skills, self-awareness, um, you know, self-motivation, those kind of things are things that I want my own children to learn about. Um, you know, I, I teach those at home and, and I think it's a great idea for the school to reinforce those things. Um, I think the issue is that we have, we have made that the same thing as CRT, which I, which I do not agree with. Um, I am against, um, like I said earlier, I value um, every person um, for who they are. And so I think any, any philosophy or theory um, that inherently calls out one race or another um, is, is just not appropriate to be a part of our cur curriculum. Um, and as far as I know, um, it's not being taught in Midlothian and, and will not be taught. Um, and so, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I think where we have to start um, is teaching our own children um, in our homes, you know, what, what, you know, how to value each other and how to value human life. Um, yeah. you know, I, it, it's, it's, it's polarizing. It's something of course that, um, I've dealt with almost daily, um, getting questions from people. Um, but I think when we talk through it and, and we, um, look at, are we talking about SEL or are we talking about CRT? We actually have a lot more common ground than what most people realize. So how do you, um, kind of balance that? Let's say, you know, you're elected. Um, how do you balance the, 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 the interest of you know each group how do you respectfully get there and and how do you deal with a parent that doesn't agree with you sure so i think listening is <laughs> is a big tool that we can all use and do more of i know um in my own life that's something that that um i'm working on is listening um listening and actually hearing what other people are saying um you know i um when it comes down to it, um, I'm representing, if elected as a trustee, 
all children, not just children who look like me or think like me or whose family looks like mine. Um, and so I, I think we start with listening, but I also think we have to realize what the scope of the school board is. Um, and that some of these things that we feel so passion passionately about um, might be more values-based and less policy-based. Uh, it definitely is something that, you know, they're, they're strong feelings and they're going to approach you as a board member and knowing how to uh, listen and hear is definitely going to be something that's uh, important. Now, do you commit to complete transparency as a board member? Can they read, can, can a parent, you know, I, I, I heard this or that. Can, can they reach out to you as a board member if you're elected? Absolutely. And I think anyone that knows me in my personal life um, knows that that is a core value of mine. Um, I'm, I'm open, I'm honest, um, I'm always willing to sit down and have a conversation, um, even if, if, you know, we don't agree. Um, I think everyone brings value to the table. Um, and if we all have the best interest of kids in mind, um, then we're going to be able to find some common ground. Excellent. Now, you know, you have, you have, um, and this is kind of a, you know what, let me cover that. Since we're on social issues, let me cover um, bullying. So there's been, there was a video from my friends at Cement City Chatter. They were talking about um, a kid who was bullied um, at, I believe it was Dietrich, but I'm not positive. Um, there have been other stories. Uh, his was pronounced. Um, but there have been other posts <laughs> in different, and they usually do not last long. They, they get taken down for legal reasons or other reasons. But um, there's been a lot of instances of, of, of that, that happening or parents uh, perceiving that, um, as a board member, you know, somebody reaches out, says, Whitney, uh, you know, my kid got bullied and, and the principal basically told me go away or, you know, I didn't get any response. What do you do as a board member? So let me preface this conversation by saying, um, I was incessantly bullied as a um, young person in junior high, especially. Um, you could not pay me any amount of money to go back to junior high. Um, and so I empathize with these parents and students. Um, I know firsthand what it feels like. And I have, um, it's probably one of the things that, that uh, makes me bristle up more than anything. Um, and so I think as a board member, um, being able to empathize with that, but also being able to guide that parent um, up the chain of command um, and making sure that, that the appropriate actions are taken um, is within my scope. Now, we have a tactical um, team of leaders um, at the cabinet level and also um, at, the, at the school level um, who are charged with taking care of those things before they get to you know, a board grievance or something like that. And so I think it's important that that chain of command is followed. Um, but I'm also a human. And so I also um, want to offer, um, you know, my empathy and my understanding and my listening ear for that parent or that child, um, because I think that goes a long way. Okay. Um, I hope those parents that have experienced that are listening and, and or they will listen and hear that from you. Um, the school, the, the testing, there was testing done recently, and I'm sorry for not knowing the, the name of it, but it showed, it showed, um, 
disparities between different schools in the district it showed that our kids are you know they're um what was the word they're making approaches or but it's meeting, still meeting bad approaches, meeting approaches yeah. the, those were nice words for we're trying to get there but it it they looked bad they did some of the scores and then you know when it came to special education they suffered now i know that the pandemic and and the way we did learning during that time affected it you know as a father of a special needs kid i understand how that affects special needs kids it affected other kids as well it affected kids differently in the district as a board member how will you help um dr fay or or talk to dr fay about addressing some of those learning discrepancies that happen so you know i've, I've studied the data um and i would encourage any parent that that um, hasn't looked at the data to go onto the board website pull up the meeting agendas and, and look at some of these reports for themselves um, and this is the kind of thing that keeps me up at night um, because as someone who is interested in representing um, all students, um, I don't like to see that all students are not achieving excellence. Um, I think there's things going on at the state level that are just quite frankly out of our control. Um, and I think we have to focus on identifying where are those gaps, um, looking at the trends and then um, making, you know, trusting our leaders. Um, we have an amazing superintendent um, who's a wealth of knowledge and trusting um, that she's going to be able to um, affect change um, to close those gaps. So, you know, it is, it is the role of, of the school board um, to grade the superintendent, evaluate the superintendent, but it's really that superintendent and her cabinet and, and the principal's role um, to focus on academic achievement and so certainly um it's something that i've been on watching um you know there's there's gaps other than in multiple special populations not just special education and so it's it's definitely something um that that we need to address do i have all the answers right now today no i don't and i'm not going to sit here and, and say um you know we need to do this this and this um but i but i definitely um know that we have to do something yeah, it was, you know, English, English language learners, uh, uh, socioeconomic, um, and then um, it was uh, special needs kids. Uh, there, there was just scores, scores were just down on every single one. And, and, and it was a lot of it had to do with the pandemic because of the way they were learning yeah. and online. A lot of kids, you know, went back, but that's everywhere. It happened everywhere. Sure. Um, it, how we address it, though, it, is what sets us apart. You know, that's MISD right. excellence, proud that how we address that, it'll set us apart. That's right. And I think when you look at the data, um, you'll see that in most cases we are performing higher than what the state average is performing um and so that's promising um and i, I think we've got like i said we've got the right person um leading our our team um it's just going to take a little bit more time and we're going to have to dive a little bit deeper into into some of those gaps to, to really hone in on on what exactly is going on right it definitely um so one of the another thing that's affecting the the public and you hear this is my taxes my taxes i mean taxes and texas is like synonymous when it comes to these property taxes now the greatest chunk of your property taxes every month is the school board 
the school taxes, the taxes you pay for the school. That is your greatest chunk. So um, as a board member, you're going to be setting that for the community. You're going to be setting that for the school district um, in general. Um, what are your thoughts on on taxes? Are you someone who'd like to keep them low, lower them? Are you a tax cutter or uh, or would you like kind of like to take a look? What, where would you fall on that issue? So I'm a taxpayer, obviously, as are every person on the board. Um, and so, of course, you know, um, I have a, a vested interest and I don't want to pay any more taxes than the next guy. Um, and I think it's, it's the job of the board to be good stewards of our tax dollars. Um, I do know that our district is growing. Um, and so there's going to be um, an increase in that tax base just uh, based on the number of people that are moving here. Um, you know, I, I think good stewardship is, is a value of mine. Um, I certainly, I'm not gonna say I wanna raise taxes, um, but I think it's important to look at all the pieces. Um, we are gonna be experiencing overcrowding in our schools if we don't do something. Um, and so, you know, I think there's a lot of moving parts, um, but but I, um, I I definitely think good stewardship is important. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm not for unnecessary spending or unnecessary taxation um, just so we can, you know, have a, a big fat savings account. Um, I, I think it's really important that that our, um, you know, that our dollars are um, make sense for our community. You have different things that are going to come up eventually. You got bonds that are probably going to come up. Um, you have uh, the budget deficit and the way that that works, or or or, or not deficit the the debt. Um, is something that parents get concerned of, but yeah, you're right. As a board member, your, your responsibility is making sure that budget is good. So, um, you know, can the voters count on Whitney being on that budget when it's budget time? They can, okay. they can. I got Dave Ramsey in my back pocket. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You know, if you ever want to know every single detail that ever happened with the budget, that's, uh, that's Mr. Morris. Yeah, yeah, Jim Morris. He he knows a lot. Um yeah, he, he does. Okay, so now this is a unfortunately we're coming up to the end of the show. Um I, I do appreciate you coming on again, but this is that point in the show where you get to talk to to the voters. You get to tell them what you're thinking and and why they should vote for you. And 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 I'm gonna go ahead and give you the mic and just be quiet. Oh, I appreciate that. And this went by so fast. It does. Um, it does. <laughs> I mean, if there's something else, I just uh, I, I I I don't want to keep it too long because the vote or the viewers do have other things they got to right. do. So it's dinner time. It um, is dinner no, time. You know, I I think it's important for people to know that one of the reasons that that I chose to run for school board um, is because I saw things um, that the board was doing that I didn't like, um, and I I'm a firm believer that when um, you can't really be critical of something if you're not willing to get your own hands dirty. And so um, really, you know, that was a huge motivator for me. Um, you know, I do think I offer um, the leadership, uh, some strong leadership. Um, I've proven that through, you know, multiple successful businesses. Um, I think I offer uh, my ability to build consensus, um, you know, among and facilitate trust among our community, which is something that I think that that we've lost. Um, you know, I'm not uh, puppeted by any special interest groups. 
Um, I, I really am about all kids. Um, that's why my slogan is Crew Follow for Kids, all students, every teacher, every classroom, um, because I think that's the only way um, that we are going to achieve academic excellence in our district um, is if we really put the, the well-being of kids at the forefront. Um, and, and I don't want to take credit for this statement, but I, I have to say it because it's something, it really was an epiphany for me. And that is, um, you know, the little people are waiting for the big people to get it right. Um, and so I think at the end of the day, um, you know, whether I'm elected or not, I'm still going to continue to serve um, and champion that cause. And, and, and they are, they're waiting for um, the, the governance to start because there has to be governance in order That's for right. it to go. Well, you know what? Um, I, I was going to let you go without asking you about the most important thing, and that's CTE. Now, this, the CTE, I mean, that is big. These kids, you know, they're going off to, to college, getting big debts and not getting their degree or not their degree not working out. No, I'm not bashing on college. Some of the folks sure. have made a great living on college, obviously. Um, can you tell me briefly real quick about CTE and, and do you support, you know, having the trades, um, uh, ROTC or, or anything other than just college programs? Absolutely. So I'm actually a member of the CTE advisory board of the mile. Um, well, hey, you should have interrupted me yeah. and been like, hey, <laughs> we're not ending this. Yeah, that's right. It's a <laughs> huge ahead. passion of mine. Um, you know, I think we've seen throughout um, the past couple of years that there are a number of trades um, that we just don't have enough of in the workforce. Um, and, you know, mechanics and plumbers and um, HVAC people and welders and, and you know, health careers. Um, there's just not enough people to meet the demand. And so I'm a huge proponent um, of our CTE campus. I mentor students, entrepreneurship students at the mile. Um, you know, and every day I get to see how these programs are impacting our kids um, and, and changing their lives and giving them opportunity to do something other than go to college um, and, and giving them opportunity to be prepared to go into the workforce. Um, and many of them make, make very, very healthy salaries that can support a family. And so I really do think it's the way of the future. And I'm, I'm ecstatic that we have a superintendent whose passion aligns with mine um, and who has big, big goals for our CTE program. Um, and so it's definitely something that I want to see us continue to grow in our district. Well, there you have it, folks. Now I've asked all the questions. I, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on and talking to the people and, and bearing with me. And, um, you know, I wish all the candidates the best. Every candidate that comes on, I, I wish them the best. The, the, the show does not root for any candidates. I, I stay non-biased when it comes to the show. So thank you so much again for coming on and um, good luck. Awesome. Thank you for the opportunity. Bye. Have a good day.